Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Hour 2, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines are full. As soon as somebody drops off, call us. We'll put you right on air, 303-477-5600. Don't forget the text line. You can text us as well, 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Mike in Westminster, though, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, John, got a question for you. We were, I was at work the other night, and we were talking about electric cars. Okay. And we started talking. So one, if you trade in your electric car, are they going to put a load test on the on the battery? You know, I don't know. How, I think each dealer is doing that differently as far as what value they're giving you and how good a condition that vehicle is in. And I think there's a lot to be learned there, Mike. I'm guessing there's a lot of folks that are that are trading. You know, trading. When you buy the car, if you're stupid enough to buy one, are you going to request a? Uh, Battery capacity or something? You should be. Yeah. I you mean, should I, be. You know, be checking into the warranties. See yeah, you, what, yeah you, um, you need to be you looking know. at, you know, and, and again, I, I just as a side note, Mike, I think there's a big market in certain parts of the, the country and even our town here where there, there will be people that uh, understand how that works in their world and or just want a novelty item, one of the two, that will buy used EVs. So I do think there's going to be a market for that. To your point, you're going to have to have somebody that's going through that process and selling a good, solid EV at the same time because there's going to be a lot of them that aren't. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then when you start talking, if you have to replace a battery, you don't want to even go there. You No, you're going to want to buy a vehicle that's either had one done and is priced accordingly, or you know the lifespan of the current battery that's there. And this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Just because the battery's good today doesn't mean it's going to be in a month, because we've all seen the, the different videos and, and, and what goes on there. And, and I know every, every EV manufacturer does a little different process when it comes to the manufacturing of their battery. You know, Tesla uses thousands of little basically AA batteries that are all joined together. And in their case, if one battery goes bad and will not take a charge, that entire pack is now bad. In other cases, it could be a cell that goes bad. And again, every every a manufacturer uses a little different type of technology. I shouldn't say a different type. There's about three different technologies on how they build batteries, Mike, and each, each manufacturer is doing it according to one of those, you know, two to three ways. You know, at least with a regular automotive 12-volt battery, they're all basically the same. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd Correct. Think that they'd mandate if you're going to have electric cars, you've got to have the same type of battery all the way across. Kind of hard to. Doesn't really. I, I I would think it doesn't really matter what type of battery. It's just a different technology. It's a different way they, of building. Of building it. it constructing so it's it. Yeah. Still essentially the same yeah, still battery different. technology. It's how they're assembling it. 
that changes from manufacturer to manufacturer, Mike. So that doesn't really matter as much as being able to, I guess, how how long they last, I would imagine. And, And maybe they all three last about the same amount of time. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, and anyway. they're all lithium-ion, as we know. It's just a matter of how they're doing the cells is probably the best way for me to explain that to you. Yeah. I'm trying to be as, as you know, layman-ish as I can here, Mike, but each, each manufacturer does that cell technology a little different from one another. Some use packs that are joined together. Tesla uses individual batteries joined together. Each one does it a little bit differently, but it's all still, at the end of the day, lithium-ion batteries. Isn't, um, isn't GM using a liquid pack? They use a liquid pack, yes. Uh, okay. Anyway, that was my question, or just a thought to put out there. No, anyway. it's, and it is. It's a great. It's a great conversation. In fact, we probably with Josh will get into a little bit of that next week because it's something that if people are going to buy a used hybrid, keep in mind it's not just the the plug-in yeah, right. EVs, Mike. It's hybrid or an EV. You need to be double checking that. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll let you go. Good thanks. question. No, no, great comment. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Randy in Kansas, go ahead, sir. Uh, Randy, not Eddie. Hello, Eddie Randy. Monster. <laughs> My phone kept ringing the other day at the Amber. I thought it was an Amber Alert. Kept on, kept on. They said we had a dust storm coming. Oh. Boy, and about a half hour later, that thing hit us. There's so much dust out here. It's unbelievable. Wow. That thing hit us. You couldn't see 30 feet in front of you for about an hour. Wow. I mean, it, I mean, should I wash my engine bay down? <laughs> wouldn't hurt. Yeah. It's not hurting I, I, anything if you don't, but yeah. if you don't like looking at it, you could. If you can blow it, blow Just, it yeah, off. Yeah, be careful. I mean, yeah. the, the, the key to washing engines, because there's so many electronic components now, right. that you just got to be careful. That's all. Yeah. And I would, right. I would definitely try to blow it off first before putting any water yeah. on it. Yeah. Well, that's that brings up my question with the injectors because I was thinking about getting the injectors uh, connectors also because I got you know some type of tape around the connections where there's exposed wire and I didn't know if battery terminal stuff would help me in here or just leave the wire on there, but just go ahead and get the new connectors when I get my new injectors. But the question is, in my and, and by the way, only if they're bad. If they're not bad, there's no reason to change them. Is the installation just kind of pulled back? No, from... it, they're not bad, but I don't wait. I don't want it to be a Saturday night. Nobody's open Sunday, and then you got a two week wait to get in. So this is yeah. But keep in mind, because... Randy, when they put those new connectors on, they're going to have to splice those right, in exactly. to the harness. I, I'm more oh, worried about that okay. than I am the connector itself. Unless the connector's bad, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mess with it. I mean, the plastic can break on them or no, exposed just, wires. There is exposed wire. That that's what concerned me up at the top where I can see anyway. Okay. But uh, in my opinion, I mean, I guess I, I can ask you what your opinion is. I know with today's technology, everything's getting a little bit better. But I always had a, you know, maybe I'm old-fashioned, that, that, that the older stuff was better. I don't mean carburetor versus, you know, jack no, or whatever. No, not but, true either, by the way. Uh, and so and I, is, I've had arguments right. on Facebook with some of our listeners on this. Older's not better. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I'll go, I'll, I'll, t- I'll go to the grave saying that. Randy, uh, and I know okay. the old vehicles are great in the in majority of time. Yes, they'll fire up, they'll run, and so on. But no, they're not better. They're not the same, and people need to quit saying that because they're not. When somebody says they don't make it like they used to, thank I thank you. God. I'm glad I, they yes, don't. Yes, so that's right. Exactly. I thank God they don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, anyway, uh, on the injectors, I was going to have them replaced. They said there were four-hole ones and there were one-hole ones. Do you have a preference on – I hate to get the one with the four holes and have one of the holes get clogged up. Well, whatever it came with from the factory is what you want to go with. Uh, well, are they rebuilding them a different way or something? That or? would be a, 
that's the first thing I looked for was OEM, and they said discontinued. It's a 99 Cherokee. Uh, so I, I want the equivalent. I'll go a step above, uh, yeah. but I won't go a step below. So I want at least equivalent of OEM. Uh, and the only reason, basically, I want to do it is because maintenance, I got 240 on it, 240000 Sure. I'm thinking about the seals maybe possibly leaking down the road on a Saturday when everybody's closed. And there's nothing here for 300 miles except corn and wheat. Uh, there, I mean, Sunday you're closed, two weeks you got away. I want to do it on my time. Plan for it. Yeah, it makes right. sense. Sure, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. You know, but uh, would you would you go with the one hole or the four hole? What do you, what do you think on that? I, you know, that's one of those things that, I mean, I there usually there, wasn't. really matter. There used to be no options. There, right, exactly. You, you and this is on the four liter, on your Jeep right. four liter? Yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, you're trying to get the best of the best and, you know, on the four things and right. changing the cam and all that. And we're not trying to race. I just want dependability. What, I mean, have you done like a cross reference to that part number that the original equipment is? Um, no, I didn't, I didn't take it quite that far. Okay. Cause uh, I just, I just looked up OEM, you know, I didn't even put equivalent, I don't think. I said OEM and it said discontinued for the 99. Uh, but I'm sure something will say equivalent to. Uh, OEM equipment, most things to do when you buy them. Yeah, uh, and I just didn't know but, that there was I mean, an option there that you know yeah. that you could get. Some of these are really good, and I mean, you want, you want to get up into the big dollars. Some of them, you said, you know, they'll last the life of the car. Well, I mean, that's why reason I brought up the older stuff being better. That you know, I don't know that these have not been changed, but I, I can't tell you they have. Right. But with two hundred forty thousand, I'm just worried about a leaky uh, seal. And then from that point, then I have to. Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll be a Monday and the guys will bring it in, but that's probably not going to happen. Well, I don't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, the only one I see that's available is the single hole, but. Okay. You know, Do you have a, pref- a preference on a name brand that I might mention? I mean, this guy may deal with a certain people, and that's his people, but can't right. there any certain, you know, like if I said I wanted Napa, this, this Napa doesn't have anything I want in the store. They never have anything I want. They don't. Well, from my yeah. oil to yeah, that, that to the platinum filter or the oil. I mean, they they just don't. Well, you know, I'm better yeah, you're a car class. Little, yeah, being somewhat rural and stuff too. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I but there's probably a, an OE, What's that? Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say just go ahead with a OEM equivalent and maybe just get a one hole and. Don't get the cheaper to cheap. Naturally. That's the only one I showed under that application. So was the single hole, but yeah, I wouldn't worry about them restricting or anything like that. But yeah, you definitely want to go with new seals and stuff like that too. So yeah. okay, well, that like I said, that that uh, that dust storm was that that was something because there's nothing to do here. I mean, so that was some, <laughs> a little bit of entertainment. Right. <laughs> Except my red car was brown. I had to go to car wash this morning. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I didn't know I had a brown car. Yeah, I never had a brown car. Yeah, I had a brown car. Yes, this morning. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> have, a, have a great weekend. You, you too, too, Randy. Appreciate it. All right, we'll take a break. Lines open 303-477-5600. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. 
Genos will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Genos can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Genos offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Genos is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Genos Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Conrad, what's going on? Hey guys, good show as always, and uh, I'm watching Meekum Auction here on TV. So oh, nice! And watching that, nice. Yeah, but here's my question today. Um, you know, I got those slotted aluminum mags on the Torino, right? Yeah. 
and I several years ago I, I switched. I bought these new ones that are on it now, and I had American Racing Unilugs on there before, and they had the in, inside the. Spot I hate there, those. Like r- r- rough, you don't like those? I hate those. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I hate Unilugs. Anytime you try to put oh, those things on, you're yeah, pinching yeah, the your fingers. Oh, I know. They're, they're just a nightmare. Yeah. Cross threading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I got rid of them. Okay, or I didn't get rid of them, but I, I switched over. Uh, I don't blame you. Know, yeah. You see my car; they look good. They're good-looking wheels, but the sure. inside of the surface is is smooth where the where the slot is. Okay, and those old American racings had that rough surface. Is there some place I could take those wheels to, and they could like rough that up and make it look like the like the other ones? Or is that possible to do? You have that? to have somebody that could blast them somehow. Yeah, so, you uh-huh. know, like a, like a sandblasting. You know, where they could get the the texture the same would be the only way I think, Conrad, you could do that. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know anybody that does that. Yeah, I don't want to ruin them or something, you know. But I thought maybe if there's a some place that could do that, I'd, I'd like to get that done to make it look better. I, I mean, you've seen my car; they look good, right? But they just, I just, I like that that rough surface inside those those slots looks better. I think. The only other thing you could try to do would be to you know tape that off really good and try to acid etch it and get some sort of a texture from it that way, possibly. Okay. Who would do something like that? You could do that yourself, just with you know, just using you know acid on it. That's how you used to clean the old mag wheels back in the day. But it, it etches them; it leaves a, a textured surface when you're done. But you'd have to really tape it off well to where it doesn't bleed into the other area. Yeah, and get right. it even. Yep. Get it yeah. even. Uh-huh. That's going to be the tough part. Gotcha. Right. All right. But I don't know anybody that's going to you know do that. Um, I mean, some of the wheel reconditioning places, Conrad, maybe. But I, okay. I've never had anything done like that, so I don't know. Right. I probably I just leave it alone. But I just thought you know that it would look better. Uh, I had to get new tires put on the other day, and I put my old you know, lugs on the back because my back ones were worn off from doing burnouts and stuff. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and so I put those on there. That way, they sure do look good. Except like I hate those unilugs lugs too. Yeah. I, I hate those wheels. Larry, Larry yeah. just looked up to. There's a company called Alloy Wheel Specialists in town that may. Do that, Conrad. I I don't I'm not I don't have any experience with them, so I can't vouch for them. So I don't know. Alloy wheel specialist. Yes. Okay. All right. And, I'll put I, that in and there and there are companies that rebuild you know alloy wheels and do things along those lines, and will even powder coat and do all sorts of things along those lines. But I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That, that you, if whatever you learn, let us know because then I can share it with everybody else because I don't know. Yeah, and amen to the, you guys talking about the condition of our roads. Our roads are oh, they're awful, shows. Conrad. It's just we, we spend yeah, money on things we shouldn't and not on things we should. Well, you know, I think politically, I just like you are, and they're spending it on. You know, we pay all these taxes, and and they don't fix our roads nope. for the people that are actually making it. No, nope. we, we should be we should be doing. And, and why we don't have campaigns that run on that that affect every single person in the state is beyond me, Conrad. Instead, we yeah, do other like stupid said, campaigns that don't matter. Like you said, that's one of the big topics. How would, the, that would have been my election. number one thing. How, how do we get the roads fixed in this state? Amen. How do we move you from A to B more efficiently? Amen. Yeah. Anyways. Well, you guys take care. Thanks, Have Conrad. Good, uh, appreciate day. it very much. Thanks, nope, as always, appreciate you. Dell in Westminster, you're next. Go ahead, Dell. How you doing? Good, Dell. How are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty good. Good. My biggest complaint with these stupid roads is I've driven dirt roads with, with the washboard dirt roads that's smoother than these ones yep. Colorado has. Yep. And, 
And not only that, I don't know where they get their uh, people to design these highways, but they need to go back to school because they could have got a lot better job going down and finding some homeless guy and giving him $20. And I, between that, how we time lights, Dale, I could, I could run a whole show just on the, the uh, what I would call the missteps in – traffic management in Colorado and it's just across the board on every level from design to timing to where we spend the money it's just it's ridiculous we, we have a real problem yeah. in Colorado a huge problem in my opinion that, yeah that 270 is terrible that's the biggest ill-designed and I don't know why they can't get that one widened you'd think they could maybe now that I-70 is about done they'll move on to that one I don't know I don't know, because they're between uh, Boulder Turnpike, where it turns into 270, and Vasquez, I don't care what time of day it is, it's a a major... It could be Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and it's jammed up, Dell. Yeah. Yeah, and then coming west off of 270 on 270 at Vasquez, and to have them exit and entrance uh, ramps... They're at Vasquez and 270, the way they got them, everybody's crossing. It ain't no wonder they have accidents up there. Yeah, they need more lane miles, as you know. Yeah. And in that in that case, you know, they'd have, uh, is it two or three bridges to rebuild to do that? I can't remember. Yeah. That's, that's then I think that's the issue. Yeah, I know they sure have designed that. I mean, it was used to be the mousetrap was the worst part in the Denver roads. Not anymore. Back in the day. Back in the day, you know. Yeah, most people yeah. don't know what that name means. We do, but yeah, right. a lot it don't. No, it. it's the least yeah. of our worries now, Dell. Oh, yeah. They, it's even worse. The roads now are even, all of them are worse than the mousetrap was. And along those lines, really quick so I can remind everybody, don't forget January 1. Of 2023, so here in about three weeks, when you go to renew your license plates, if you don't opt out of the park fee, it's $25, it will automatically be added to your registration renewal. So everybody listening, you've got to opt out, unless you want to pay that, come January 1, Dell. Yeah, I know, because I can... I can get it through VA. I'm 100% disabled. I can get it for nothing. There you go. Well, for everybody else, if they don't <laughs> if opt I out, it's an automatic it. charge. Yeah, if I wanted it, but I don't go to the National Park that often. There you go. Justifiable. So, well, Joe, thanks know. for thanks for serving our country like you did, sir. Thank you. We appreciate it, Dell, very much. Merry Christmas to you, you and appreciate all you do. And, yeah, folks, when it comes to Colorado and our roads and so on, again, I could do a whole three-hour show just on how how mismanaged I feel we we do things here. And uh, we we do things in places that I just don't understand, and yet there's other places where it's like, why are we not getting this? fixed and handled anyways bottom of the hour uh we got another full hour and a half coming back so don't go anywhere folks uh lines are open 303-477-5600 we'll be right back drive radio klz 560 hello drive radio listeners this is chris hammond with ken's and leslie distributing your local bg products distributor back again this week with your bg tech tip This week, we're going to talk about tires, specifically winter tires. For winter driving, the Rubber Manufacturers Association recommends a MS-rated tire. 
This will be identified by the letters M and S with a pictograph of a mountain with a snowflake on one of the sidewalls of the tire. In Colorado, studded snow tires are legal and often recommended. However, there are several special precautions that must be taken when utilizing studded snow tires. First, only new tires should be fitted with studs. And when studding tires on a front-wheel drive vehicle, all four tires should always be studded. Secondly, it is very important that you break in the new studded snow tires. For the first two to three hundred miles, it is important to avoid aggressive driving to include acceleration and braking. This will allow the studs to set permanently in the tire. Third, it is important to ensure that you rotate the tires correctly. There are actually as many as seven different tire rotation patterns, but it is critical to ensure that when rotating studded snow tires, the tire rolling direction should never be changed. This can be achieved by rotating the tires from front to rear on the same side of the vehicle. Lastly, it is important to note that studded tires may actually decrease vehicle performance in many driving conditions and should not be used year-round in our climate. So take care of your tires and your tires will take care of your car and keep everybody safe in the harshest Colorado driving conditions. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns? Are some rooms colder than you'd like? 
Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call absolute electrical heating and air. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. Charlie Grimes, Larry Ungar, our engineer as well. Our, our, our producer. Uh, Charlie's, of course, our engineer. Uh, I, reminder, I said this a moment ago. I want to make sure I keep reminding everybody of this, though. License plate renewal coming up January 1. If you don't opt out for the automatic park fee, it will be added to every car you own. Anything you re-register. Anything yep. you re-register minus, I think, trailers. But if you have an RV, if you've got a car, a second car, a third car, whatever it is, if you go to register it or re-register it, renew it, you're going to have to opt out, whether that's online or if you go in in person, you have to tell them, I don't want the park fee, or it will be automatically added. Yeah. And it shouldn't be this way. But it is. It's another way, in my opinion, for them to collect a tax on you that they're, they're, they weren't going to get otherwise. And, and you know, you're going to have a lot of folks say, well, it's a way to give back to the parks and this, that, and the other. My feeling is if somebody wants to do that, they can. It doesn't need to be an automatic renewal on your license plate. They're going to sell you the fact that, well, it's normally 80 bucks for a park pass, so you're saving money. Well, unless you have four vehicles. Well, right. Well, And if it's like, like our truck, we use that. Our One other only th- our other three cars, yeah, they don't see the park. They don't yeah, go there anyways. So, right. Exactly. So in your so case, you easy. could do one vehicle for twenty five, nice. right. save a little money, but exactly. you're gonna have to make sure you opt out of the other of three. The other three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so. if you're a family where in some cases you've got kids driving and so on, you might have three, four, five vehicles in the family. Every one of those is gonna have the twenty five dollars right. added. Yeah. And you know, you would even notice like me, it. it's a lot. It, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Which well, I don't want to have on every, because I'm not, those vehicles are never going to go into the park. Right, exactly. Ever. Yeah, yeah, fleet, yeah. And, and it, like my, so here's, and by the way, folks, I don't, I don't care that they did this. I mean, if this is the way they want to do it and raise some money, more, more power to them. But it should have been an opt-in. Correct, yeah. Not exactly. an automatic, you are in and you have to opt out. It should have been opposite. If you want it, click it, it's there. It's that option. You can have a park pass for 25 bucks. you don't have to pay the 80 there you go. More power to you. Right. Of course, they wouldn't do that because they're not going to collect as much revenue doing right. it that way. They're going to have a lot of unsuspected people yeah. that have no idea what the $25 is. They'll just automatically renew online. It's X amount of money. It's a done deal, and they won't even pay attention to it, and they know that. That's the part I don't like. Right, and seriously, who looks at all the fees? Because there's 17 different fees on there. And who who actually looks at all those and reads what they are actually for? Correct. You know, no so one. an extra twenty five bucks. It's like wow, it went up a little bit from last year. Okay, but not knowing why that they were able to opt out of that. Right. That's the. Yeah, and, and again, it shouldn't be 
the way, in my opinion, shouldn't be done that yeah. way. It, it ought to be done differently. It should be an opt-in. If you want to do it, you click a button, it's in. In this yeah. case, you have to opt out. But I just want to remind everybody, because I know the year, yeah. I know what's going to happen, because we don't have every listener listening all the same exact time. We're going to get to the first of the year. We're going to get to the end, you know, latter part of January. Somebody's going to uh-huh. call up and say, did you know about this $25 automatic? Right. Yeah, now, we did. Does that go in effect for the December for January renewal? far as I know, if you have to re- – so it'll be – it's from January 1 on. Okay. So, no, if you're renewing a December plate in January, I don't think you pay it. But okay. if your renewal is due in January, yes, you're going to pay it. Okay. Or if you go get a new – Registration. So everybody in January, getting, it'll be uh, there. Everybody getting a renewal this month for January, that will probably be on there. Most likely. Yeah. So most likely. Yeah. So good yes. Because yes. I did get a when we, I think it was last month. We got it had to be last month, but we got a renewal for one of the vehicles, and it had coming January. You know. Yes. It, and it it was a little pamphlet. That a little blurb. Said, yep. Exactly. Yep. That so yes. Yeah, so just doing. just a reminder to all of you that yes, that's there, and and make sure you're paying attention to that because it, it's going to catch a lot of folks off guard, right. and a lot of folks are, a lot of folks are going to get mad. They're not going to know they're paying for it, and they're going to pay it on a lot of vehicles that they don't know. Be too late by the yep, time. Yep. And it at out. that point, it's too late. Yeah. Exactly. So, Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, how's it going? Good. Glad to hear you back. Thank you, sir. Hey. Let's see if I, I hope I could word this right. We're, we're kind of looking at these Class B motorhomes, you know, the big the vans with the conversions on them. Ken's our RV expert, so I'm glad he's here. So he, he, this is his world. I can't say that I'm an expert, but well, I've been no, in this is his world. <laughs> okay, well, the one that we're kind of looking at it's Winnebago, putting it on a Mercedes chassis. Well, and first I, off, just real quick, and I'm sorry I'm going to say this for everybody listening, I wouldn't own that Mercedes chassis, period. The Sprinter. Okay. I would yeah. not. They are one of the biggest maintenance hogs and hard to repair. There's only a few shops in certain towns that will even work on that vehicle. And if you're out in the middle of the boonies trying to get it fixed, good luck. So that is that. not a vehicle I would own. Sorry. Yeah. Get it that's on an F-450 or yeah, something you, like that. Yeah, if you're going to buy a Class B Go the route Ken's talking. I would yeah. not buy it on a Mercedes chassis. Go and what route is that? The E450 or the E550. Uh, I think even Ram is doing some 5500 series. Yeah, 5500. Yes. Because, see, I, was, I did call up and I talked to the guy. He goes, well, it's twin-turboed. Well, so what if he – I mean, I'm myself personally a big block. And, and by the, really quick, they're – out of the chute, and I've driven them, I've test driven them, it's a great vehicle. And if you've got even a fleet and you're around town and you've got a good tech and you've got a good relationship and you're not going cross-country and all of that, would I own one in that case? Possibly. But I would not own one if I'm going to go cross-country and rely on small-town USA to fix that car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I want That's what I'm know. trying to get at. And, and that's, I think that's a lot with European in general. Um, just a Mercedes, Not you know, a BMW, just yes. those particular vehicles, they take, you know, somebody that is familiar with those to repair them. Well, that Sprinter van, for example, Bill and, and Josh can talk about this next week from Legacy Automotive in Boulder. They work on a lot of those vans. They have the tooling to work on those vans. It's a completely additional setup in a shop 
to be able to yeah. even have the tooling necessary to work on that vehicle. Right. Because I looked at one YouTube, and the guy said an oil change would cost you $600. It, they're, they're not, I don't know if it's that high, but they're not cheap because there's certain things you have to have in the shop to do it, yes. Right, it's diesel for one. And, Correct. You know, so, I mean, that adds to it. But, you know, anyway, the scan right, tools um, necessary to yeah. even retrieve information, yeah. to work on that vehicle, fix it, update it, and so on, Bill. It's a whole nother world. And, again, I'm not trying to throw that vehicle right. under the bus. I just want everybody to understand what it is before you go out and buy one. Because the last yeah, thing I want is you buying it and, and yeah. upset with me because I didn't tell you all this. Right. We're in the looky-loose stage yeah. right now. So. Well, I would and, look farther. And then once it's a conversion, once you've got all that stuff on it, that adds a lot more difficulty to it. A whole other layer it. now. Right. Yeah, I mean, that you have a basic vehicle, but they've, they've put tanks in there. They've put all kinds of things in there that are in the way of other things that, you know, and who knows where they came from and things along those lines. So it, it adds a whole nether deal on that. The advantage that they have in selling you that vehicle, that chassis, and that setup is, and I will say, I'll give them kudos, it's a slick setup when all done. Because it's compact, you know, versus doing a 450 or 5500 series, right? You you know, you get more room, more value on that chassis, and that's partly why Mercedes has has sort of captured that market, if you would. But every time I see one go by, I just think to myself, I hope your checkbook's with you. (laughs) Well, and and you did say conversion van, and I apologize because the. E450s and the in the 5500s and stuff like that. That is a bigger class C, I guess. Yeah, you should say so, class C and, motor. So home, I, yes. I, the conversion fans, yeah, you should be able to find something in a in a, a Ram or Ford or GM even that they've and and, to, and again to build to Mercedes's credit, they've they've kind they've of, done a good job of capturing that market because they've yeah. created a chassis. That works really, really well for that. The downside yeah. is a lot of folks that own those don't understand the chassis that they own. Right. That's that's how I, yeah. I guess that's how I see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. And I'd have to. And Bill, you have to do some research. And and I apologize. I don't know off the top of my head who who else is doing a Class B motorhome chassis. I'd have to look that up because I don't. You can I, does more I, of that than I do. Yeah, and I'm not sure on that either. So. I, I I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't stay up on that enough to know what chassis you know. they're using. So I'm looking through a few. I, I think I do think the the Ram um, their Pro Series van. Right. I do think they're doing some some uh, motorhome. Uh, chassis, you know, out of that, you'd have to double check to see how many of those. And again, that's not the same vehicle that the that the Mercedes is uh, engine wise, power wise, and so on. Because it's the diesel on the Mercedes. I will say it's powerful. It works well. It's got plenty of oomph even at our elevation and all of that. And on that end of things, they've done very, very well. Again, the Just downside is yeah. you you are when not if. When the time comes, you have to do maintenance and repairs, it's expensive. And that's one of the things I don't think the RV coach sellers are telling you. No, of course not. Now, the other advantage, this is something to consider. The other advantage the Mercedes vans give you that I don't think anybody else does is four-wheel drive capability. So if you are somebody that goes off-road, you've got a little you know, uh, ATV trailer, something like that you're hauling with you and you want to go some of the back country and so on, 
They have you don't have any choice. They have a real universal. It's a very good. That's setup, that's. But you're gonna own that one if you're doing right. that with it because there's nothing else in the marketplace like it. Right. They've that is they've got a monopoly. Yeah. I guess you right. could say when it comes to that four wheel drive B class motorhome off road. Unless I'm wrong, somebody correct me. I don't know of anybody unless it's conversion, which I conversion, hate. Right. I'd buy a Mercedes before I'd buy a conversion van that converted to four wheel drive. I, I would in that buy case buy a Mercedes factory. Yes. Done. Oh yeah, definitely. I would buy a Mercedes yeah. then if that was if the two choices were Mercedes four wheel drive their B class motorhome or somebody's converted van into four wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd no. buy the Mercedes before I did that because again you're even gonna have bigger problems on the yeah. conversion. So in that case, Mercedes on a four wheel drive, yes, they have that world captured because to my knowledge, no one else does that. So, in that case, you're going to own a Mercedes at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, along with that, and most people that are in that world know this, you're going to spend money keeping that vehicle up and maintained. It is not your typical motorhome at all. You're not using it as a typical motorhome either. Right. And that's a whole new, we, we could do an entire show, by the way, on motorhomes and qualities of and what you're buying and the differences between, you know, Ken and I even had this discussion a little bit earlier. I got an email from Air, I don't know how I got an Airstreams <laughs> list. I don't even own an RV or a trailer like that, but I got on their list somehow. So I just got a, a, a newsletter from Airstream. But literally, you can buy Airstream all the way down to the cheapest, you know, pop-up trailer and everything in between. It's the same when, it's, when you start talking about the actual RVs. You can go to this Class B all the way up to full-bore diesel pushers, Prevost, that cost a million bucks plus. I mean, guys, yeah. the, the list is endless sure. in that world. It depends on what you're using it for. and, and How much and, money do you want to spend? That's right. Exactly. And I guess, yeah. that, you know, there's an old saying, speed costs money. How fast can you afford to go? Luxury costs money. Yeah. How much do you want to spend? Right. Probably, I could probably put that yeah. that little saying That's with that when it comes true. to the motorhome world, because literally you can get by for as little as you want yeah. or as much as you want. It's like sure. buying a house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, right. and, yeah, and some of these things are designed pretty much to live in. You know, I mean, full time in some cases. In some cases, yeah, yeah. So, guys, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Got another full segment left here of this hour. Another full hour coming up after that as well. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. If you know more about Class B motorhomes than I, because I don't know a lot, call us, yeah. tell us, give us your opinion. I'm sure Bill will be listening. He wants some advice. So, if you've got some advice on Class B motorhomes, let us know. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. 
Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thank you guys for listening very much. We do appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. We're getting very close to the that time of the year. Well, we're in that time of the year. Christmas is very close, uh, literally three weeks from this weekend. Three weeks from today will be Christmas Eve. So if you're listening to a replay of this show, which you may be at some point, this is December the 3rd. Christmas is fast approaching. Uh, I will most likely, before we get into Christmas, I should have planned ahead and probably done this today, should have done some Christmas present stuff, but I'll probably throw that into a little bit next week because we're getting that close to where, you know, folks that are always looking for that gift for that special someone that's hard to buy for, especially automotive guys, we'll try to put a little list together of some things here in the next couple of weeks to help you guys out because, yeah, that's never easy. Yeah, right. Exactly. So Class B Motorhomes. We were talking during the, the break, Ken and I were, uh, and, and I'm sorry, folks, I just, I grew up in the automotive world when conversion vans were still pretty hot item back in the late 70s, mid to late 70s, and I will just tell you, growing up in the automotive world, I have an utter disdain for conversion vans, and I know they're not all like they used to be back in the day, but I, I grew up, Ken, in that you know 70s, yeah. 80s era, and they were junk, they were absolute garbage. And somebody would call and say, I've got a van. Uh, you'd almost want to just drop the phone and say, I'm done. I, I, I don't want to talk to you. Because they were just junk. Yeah. Is yeah. it any different today is the question. You know, uh, yeah, and it's so hard to say. We don't see a lot of them. The problem is that we can't lift them and things along those lines, and usually. But 
Yeah, the, some of the quality components that they put in, in, in any RV, pretty much. I yeah. mean, whether it be a pull-behind or a, you know, like, or like a Class A or something like you were talking about, too. The quality of well, workmanship as well as components that they're putting in those, you know, really make a big difference. You could yes. have quality components, but whoever put them in maybe didn't wire them right and things along those lines. Most of the repairs I've had to do on ours have been, you know, wiring issues and things along yes. those lines that weren't done correctly. Yes, no, that's a great point. Yeah. It's not always the chassis right, exactly. that is at fault. In a lot of cases, it was the conversion of what they did right. and what they even uh, chopped into, right, you know, exactly. connected into whatever. Uh, and I know it's gotten much better on that than what it used to be, yeah. although, although I will just tell you, even from on the fleet side of the – the world that I live in and even some of the things that we end up with and some of the conversions that happen with utility boxes and so on. Yeah. Guys, I'll tell you, there's still a lot of garbage out there. Yeah. There's th- you know, we, we've gotten to the point as a fleet shop, I will not buy a truck complete anymore. We buy a truck as a chassis. Yourself. We put our own flatbeds on. There you go. We do our own work. Why? Because most of the upfitters, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it as it is, most of the upfitters don't know what they're doing. Sorry, they don't. Right. Or they put in, out junk. Or they're in such a hurry that they don't do it right when they Well, keep in mind, most upfitters, and again, I'm not bashing upfitters, but I might, as well, I might as well say it while I'm at it. Most upfitters employ people that are whatever the cheapest labor is they can find at the time to go put the guy out there to strap that flatbed on, wire it up, and ship it out the door. They are not, I repeat, they are not full-fledged automotive technicians, not any way, shape, or form. Yeah. They're not. Mm-hmm. These are not guys that go fix vehicles that have check engine lights or that need a fuel pump put in the gas tank or, or, or. I can go down the list. These are not the same type of technicians. They're fabricators. They're good at what they do as far as that is concerned. A lot of them can figure out how to get the bed on and get it on well. But when it comes to the wiring and all of the ancillary things that they do, and Ken's over here shaking his head because he knows exactly what yeah, I mean. Exactly. They are junk. Right. They just are. They're crap. Yeah. It's not... Yeah. If you can build a harness, yeah, it's going to take you two hours to solder in a wiring harness. Yep. But they can do it in five minutes because they use scotch lock connectors and just zip ties. And, and real quick, for those of you yeah. that don't know what a scotch lock is, a scotch lock is a 3M, and there's other substitutes now, but it's a connector that 3M came out with years ago where if you wanted to tap into a wire, which back in the day they were junk then, they're still junk. I hate scotch locks. But you would put a scotch lock on, and basically what it is, it's a crimping item whereby you take a pair of pliers, so you put all the wires together, you put the scotch lock over the one wire you're going to tap into, you shove the other wire into the other side, you take a pair of pliers, you squeeze, squeeze it all it. together. It basically cuts the insulation around each wire, which now you have exposed wire, really, at the end of the day. Yes, exactly. And, and what they do then is is they, they you know, it's got a little locking tab. It locks over the top. And what everybody was supposed to do that no one ever did back in the day, you're supposed to put dielectric grease inside of that, wrap that wire up with some very nice, solid, which there's a huge, we should get into this subject someday, uh, black tape, electrical tape. Yeah, there's a huge difference in electrical tape. Yes, there is. There is really cheap garbage stuff that uh, turns into you know it, it turns into cardboard the minute you put it on the vehicle and it gets a little bit cold outside. Right. Or you can buy the stuff that costs you six bucks a, uh, a roll, a roll from 3M. Yeah. yeah, 
3M is the You can pay 90 cents yep. or $6 yeah, and, and everything in between. And, and the there's six, a huge difference in that quality. The six roll and the, the $6 roll, you'll never need to cut apart to access the bad connection in there. And you'll be a, a, a watertight seal Correct. pretty much. The and, problem is... Most guys don't do what I just said when right. they put those scotch locks on. They'll put a scotch lock on. Call it good. They call it good, yeah, ship it out, exactly. and then a year and, later you wonder why yeah. it doesn't work. I have no brake lights. I have no turn signals. I have no backup lights. I have the trailers doesn't work. The brake, the brake on the trailer doesn't work. Yep. Um, all that stuff. So, yep. And then you got to pay somebody. To diagnose all of that. To diagnose it, it for one, figure out where they screwed up repair the harness Correct. for as bad as it is because right. it's not going to be bad in just that one section no, because be that bad. stuff it, it wicks chases. yeah that stuff wicks into that's the right. wire that's right and the copper turns into green yep um it yep. just yep gets all the corrosion it, it just, it's like just a problem the salt and the mag chloride and just any moisture gets in there and, and it just it just wicks up bad. that's yeah. right clark and east lake go ahead sir hey hey scott and uh about this Ford 10-speed transmission, got okay. a couple of these Rangers for work trucks, and these transmissions are shuddering like crazy. You guys know any way to fix these things? I've heard that's an issue with uh, not all of those, but the, yes, they've had some issues with those, yes. Oh, okay. It's been an inherent problem on those. And GM went through some of the same things on their 10-speeds as well. Now, I, what, what are, you, are you talking what year, Clark? Uh, these are 20... 22s. Okay. Because the, the last couple of years, they've gotten better and better. They've gotten better and better. Okay. So I, I think you, if you buy a, 20, a 2022, 2023, for example, uh, they're getting better. The early 2020s, uh, they did have some, some major issues in some cases. I think they continue to work those bugs out. Are they all worked out? No, they're not. It's sort of like back in the day when we went to the electronic-driven, or even clear back when the 700R4 overdrive transmissions came out. Ford had one. GM had one. They were all problems back then. We're kind of going through that same scenario with these 10 speeds while they work the bugs out. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Okay, so just shake yourself to death and spill your coffee. (laughs) Well, I think there's some updates that Ford has put out on those. They've got some software updates. A lot of that is done electronically and how they're doing the valve pressure or, you know, the line pressure, Clark, and, and there are some updates for that. So the first thing I would do is call your Ford dealer and see if there's any updates for that VIN number truck. Okay, yeah, I've had it in a couple of times, and they've shimmed the drive shaft and some other things, but it didn't do anything for it, But hmm. which is... Uh, yeah, and it's frustrating because and it's a, it's a known issue. Don't let the dealer tell you there's no known issues because there is. And and again, this is like anything else. This you know, lemon law would apply here if they cannot fix that within four attempts of the same exact problem. It qualifies for the lemon law if it's within the first year of purchase. Oh, okay. Okay. So I should just still buy Fords, huh? Uh, that's your call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm yeah. not a Ford guy, but that's your call, Clark. <laughs> You might well, have an issue with another. I, and I shouldn't say that. You know, I, I'm a whatever fits your needs at the time. Right. They're all very much similar. Like I said, GM's had its share of 10-speed transmission problems as well. So I'm not going to just bash Ford here. Every line yeah. has its own, you know, idiosyncrasies you're dealing with. I tell people all the time, including my own clients, Clark, buy what fits you the best and what you like. It really doesn't matter, right? Yeah, if it's the most comfortable and that's what you like, go ahead. Yeah, because. 
yeah, you get into a GM or a Ram or something like that, it's going to have something else. You That's know? right. There's going to be a different issue Correct. that might irritate you more. There, there's been <laughs> so, some issues even with the new knows? Tundra hybrids. So, you know, reality, Clark, it, it, you buy whatever fits you. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Okay, one more question I had on this. Uh, somebody was telling me that uh, GM and Ford went together on this 10-speed they, they did now. They did. You know what? Uh, By the way, good question. We're up against the clock. Hold tight, Clark. I'm going to answer that when we come back. So, yes, stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll come right back. Another full hour coming your way. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive, right over here off of Colfax and 225 in Aurora. We'll be right back, though. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.